We're so glad to see you again, Kevin. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. On. Likewise. We- completely enjoyed our conversation a couple of months ago and fast forward a couple of months and full moons and here we are (laughs) i'm very excited i'm very excited to chat with you both yeah we really did feel kind of like kinship and felt like uh this is this is definitely a peep this is someone on a a journey of helping themselves and others feel better Mm. right and that's the bottom line and so the more we share with each other the more the ripple effect of uh, true wellness health happiness all that kind of yummy good (laughs) goosebumps feelings (laughs) but uh when we when we met and i'll introduce you in a minute but when during our conversation we're like okay what what should we tackle what should and and we'll let it completely unfold as as it does naturally, but we had titled our conversation with you, unlearning what doesn't serve us. Mm. And I think we get stuck so much. We don't actually know what doesn't serve us. Like we're, we're, we're like in a hamster wheel or Mm -hmm. we're doing things over and over again, expecting different results, you know, kind of crazy. And uh, the awareness is really, you know, such a gift, but how do we stop? You know, how do you get there? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you, that, that's like the number one question. Like yeah. we want to be different, but how do we even stop? Mm. Yeah. It's it's such an interesting thought process because I you'll you'll learn very quickly that I tend to keep things simple. I think that's my specialty is let's just keep it simple and get right to what actually matters. Somebody asked me this today, and I said, You start asking yourself why. And they're like, What do you mean? Is it really that simple? I said, Is it that simple? No. Is it that easy to do? Yes. And this is my frame. Imagine, so I grew up without a father. I didn't meet my father until I was 27 years old, right? Imagine if I said to myself, why don't I feel good enough? Why do I always feel like I have to over prep and over show up? And my biggest fear is looking bad or being rejected. Why is that? Well, you know, I struck out when I was in little league and I had a really bad feeling around that. Okay. Well, why though? Well, I let the team down. Why, why? If you keep asking why, what if I eventually get to the point where I say, Oh, I I'm dealing with abandonment issues because my dad left when I was young and I didn't meet him until I was 27. Mm -hmm. That little piece of information, which is obviously a large piece of information, but that understanding of why now, every time I go into a new environment, I have a new opportunity. I'm invited on a podcast. I can say, why don't I, why am I having this resistance? Oh, because I am falling into that belief that's not serving me, that if I do bad, people will not like me. They'll leave the fear of being left behind. So yeah, I really think the awareness comes from asking why. What we're doing today is not based on what we did yesterday. It's based on what we've always done more often than not. And what we've always done came from a seed that many of us didn't even plant ourselves. So we got to harvest that bad Larry and, and see what it's producing for us. Oh yeah, that's so true. That came up last night in one of our groups and it was a seed that some some one of the women's father planted early on telling her that I forget what it was or you uh, whatever. It was his, his definition of success. Right, what what he thought, yeah, what he thought of was success and she carried that she's 54 years old and she's carrying that with her her entire life, her entire career and believing it. And we were just saying to her, you know, this is a story someone made up for you. You have the choice whether to 
take it and do something with it or say, I don't really need that story anymore. I'll write my own. But yeah, just what you're saying. These seeds that are planted that we don't think about until someone confronts you with it. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, I was on a podcast and they said, well, you know, you, you got to see your family and you can't spend time away. You know, you can't spend time away from your family and you can't say certain things to your family. And I said, did you make that commitment? (laughs) Because I didn't necessarily make that commitment. Who made that commitment for you that you must be blank, 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 and blank. Now, if you're somebody who values family at a very high level, if that is one of your core values, go to town. That's awesome. If that's not one of your core values, check in with that. And that's okay too. Now, are you willing to deal with the discomfort and the potential uh, relationship turmoil that comes with that? That's a, that's a different question. But we have to check in with what are our core values. If every time you see a friend and you leave there feeling dirty, it's just like, I, I don't really, I don't know, I feel weird. Yeah. Check in with what are their core values, what are their uh, core aspirations, and what are their core beliefs. And if they are misaligned, that's an opportunity for you to grow into that relationship together or spend less time with that person. But I really think that's another learned thing that we probably didn't decide. Yeah. It's like, well, one of my favorite questions, I don't know if we we talked about this before, are the people in your life the best from your past or the best for your future? That's that can be two different sets of people, but you have to start asking those challenging but rewarding in the long run questions. So true. So true. And what this is bringing up for me, and I'm sure in in your group coaching and certainly in our group coaching too, um, what's the difference? It's so interesting. I'm not quite sure where this is going, but in so many of our groups, you know, it, it's not necessary because we are health and wellness coaches and, and a big part of our conversations start out with food. People come to us because they're confused about what to eat. And then a whole bunch of other things kind of blossom and grow and get unearthed and kind of, it's like you're cleaning your office desk and it gets really, really messy before it gets cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I didn't know it was going to be like this, you know, <laughs> in the group. But then they get through kind of that turmoil of that messiness. And it's just so, it's such a beautiful thing as a coach to witness someone moving through the ick and being vulnerable and looking at these things that they haven't looked at and they carry with them, you know, that we carry stuff with us and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And when it unearths, it can be a little bit shattering for a little while, but then yeah. it, it can settle. Yeah. Well, what you're doing is you're changing your identity. A, a, the measure of a good coach is somebody who can not only tell you what to do, but they can tell you who you are. And that's such an interesting thing because a lot of what we see on social media is five ways to do blank, one way to do blank, whatever it is, right? How to get rich tomorrow. But what people aren't doing is they're not going to the identity level and saying, uh, who do you identify as? We okay. we just had a, our eighth round of group coaching. First call was Tuesday. And it's, it's the first call. So we're doing a round robin. We're introducing each other. And at this point, I'm very hyper-conscious, so I, I watch the words people use. Some people introduce themselves and they say, I'm the type of person who normally yeah. wouldn't do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the type of person who's shy. Okay. Yeah. I'm the type of person who is always making mistakes. I'm sorry I hit mute. I'm always making mistakes. 
And I said, we all have to be very, very careful of that because that is what you're identifying as. Yeah. If we can help you break that or at least become aware, if either of you ran into me in the street, I would say, I am a podcaster. That's right. just before an entrepreneur, before a coach, before a speaker, I'm a podcaster. But your identity is controlling your outcomes. It's controlling your behaviors. It's controlling your relationships, your self-talk so much. So really that's that's the point, right? You think you think you're going in and you're going to learn these are the foods you should eat. What you first must learn is who you are as a human being. And that's just yes, a weird right. journey, but it, it is, it's the most rewarding thing in the world, but it's hard. It's yeah. challenging. It's challenging for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly where we start with our groups the very mm-hmm. first day. And it's funny because the, they, they go in thinking that's not what we're, you know, they don't know that that's how we're going to start. But the, yeah. after getting through that first session, after we, we talk about identities and getting them, they're like, oh my gosh, that was so good. I'm so glad we did this, you know, because that that for them, to, the, if we had said that we're going to start with our identities, they'd be like, nah, I'm not joining that group. That's not it. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I, I need I need to get healthy. I need my diet to be better. Um, so we don't, of course, we don't outline it for them because <laughs> yeah, they don't know what they need. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Necessarily, it's true. right? <laughs> yeah, then that's I'm. I was the same way in the beginning. I thought if if I go make money, how do I make money? I work harder. Okay, cool. Love hard work. If I make more money, I'll be happier. No, no, no. No, that's not the way it works. Or I won't be fulfilled. I think that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. And I'm happy to dive into that too. When we're thinking about goals, I think this is in Atomic Habits. I don't know if it's actually broken down to this, but you have your results goals. I want to lose five pounds in five weeks. Awesome. What is the process? So I have process goals. I'm going to go to the gym five times a week and I'm going to eat you know, 300 less calories a day, blah, blah, blah. What people are leaving out and they're forgetting is the character goals. Who must I become in order to accomplish this goal? AKA, where must my identity shift in order for me to accomplish my goal? So many of us are looking for the process and the results goal, not necessarily the character. But that's yeah. why it takes a while because you have to change your character first and you have to lean into your identity. And yeah, it's it's an internal game. It really is. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. And it is James Clear. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Great book, great book. Absolutely. It is yep. top, top 10, top 10, yeah. which, um, we should introduce <laughs> introduced you yet. Oh, that's, we just went off. That's what that's sometimes it happens. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> so Kevin Palmieri, correct? Correct. Palmieri. Kevin Palmieri is the CFO founder and co-host and, and peak performance podcast coach so you have and and that's just like the the short version uh he runs next level university a global top 100 self-improvement podcast and we've taken a a a little listen to a couple of those bites and Mm. you've got over a thousand uh podcasts now yeah have uh what's your favorite topic oh man it's hard, right? Because it, in a weird way, it's all the same. It's all self-awareness. So I think my favorite topic is self-awareness. I really do because it's all encompassing and you can connect it to almost everything. Yeah. So any story, you, anything you experience, there's probably a story, a lesson, an example of self-awareness. And that it's just the, it's the most powerful thing in the world, I think. And people ask all the time. So we say we we're holistic self-improvement and people think that might mean, you know, um, naturopathic type stuff. And I say, well, this is how I look at it. We teach people health, wealth, life, and love. 
but we teach in a way where we go into your identity first and then we give you tactics to take action with your new identity. That's what holistic our approach means. So yeah, I just love talking about self-awareness. The The show used to be called Hyperconscious. That was the name of the podcast before we rebranded. <laughs> it's called the Hyperconscious Podcast, Acutely Aware. I want to know why I'm doing everything. I, right. I just, it's so important to know. Yeah. Well, and it's it's present moment, right? Because right, self-awareness is really about what's going on right now for yeah. me, right? And that's where the unfolding actually happens. That's where the choice comes. That's where the change is. Debbie and I talk about the fork in the road, you know, which which one am I going to take? And we often just keep going around in circles in the same, you know, on the same road and digging kind of a groove in it instead of saying the, the, the self-awareness is where am I, where do I want to go? Why, 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 why? I love the word why. Right. You can troubleshoot in real time. Yeah. I mean, that's quite literally what self-awareness is, is if I remember when, Early in my journey, we were in the gym. It was Alan, my business partner, and one of our buddies. And he, our, our buddy's a very successful YouTuber and a speaker. And when we were in the gym, I was 10 out of 10 confident, crushing it. I'm strong. I'm in really good shape. I was lean. Everything was great. The second we stopped the workout and transitioned into business, I shelled up. Mm. Why? Oh, because I'm insecure when it comes to business. Why? Because everybody else in this room knows more than I do. I don't have to vilify these people for knowing more than me. I don't have to convince myself that they're speaking with ego and arrogance. It's just the fact that I am uncomfortable in the situation because this is not my area of expertise yet. What can you do? You can make them villains because they know more about business or you can ask them for help. Hey, do you have any book suggestions so I can learn more and I can actually handle these conversations? And But that's all troubleshooting in real time. And that's such an important piece. And it's... Uh, that is such a beautiful example of the fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Because what you're doing as a successful entrepreneur and growth mindset person is you're surrounding yourself with higher level tennis players, yeah. <laughs> you know, th- who who have different skill sets than you. And you obviously had a skill set to be partners with these that maybe they didn't have or they saw something in you to, and and you're all all going up. That's a that's a really self-humbling story because we so often want to walk in with posture, right? Mm -hmm. Then I've got this and you've got it, whether you know everything or not. Right. And to say, to be able to say, I don't know, what do you think? That's beautiful. Well, I have to say on that note, and uh, this is where I don't want people to beat themselves up is that our society, and I'm speaking as an American because that's all I know, in our American society, we are not taught these skills. We are taught the opposite skills. We're taught to not show our feelings, to be tough, to not ask for help, to uh, you know, to to show up the best the best you can and not show your weaknesses. You know, it's it, we're taught this way, and it's it's bad to be wrong. It's bad to make mistakes. You know, if yeah. you think about the model of school, the top down model the outside approach of everything where you get all your information from the outside, none of it from the inside. This is how we all came to the table in this society. Mm -hmm. And it's people like us that are trying to undo that training and getting people to move back into themselves and saying, I'm human. I make mistakes. I don't know everything. It's okay. I'm part of a community. I need help. I, I, everybody around me is here to support me. 
you know, that, that idea, which is foreign to so many people. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting. And again, I think of weird stuff all the time in the grand scheme of things, the civilized human has not been around for that long. If you really think about it. So I do believe the next generation, the generation after that, this is so new to so many people, but now people are teaching this. Yeah. I go on leadership podcasts all the time. They say like, what makes you guys different? And it's like, I don't know. We just treat people like humans and we tell them to feel their feelings and we try to help them outside of the company, like more than inside the company. I think that's pretty important. But I, somebody said that to me. They said, you know, nobody's like really doing that. Right. And I said, honestly, no, I don't really know. I just know what we're doing because it's valuable, but you know, 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 years down the road, I do think this will become more normal, just like everything was normal a previous generation. It just, it takes time. And to your point, we're, we're, we're all trying to do our best to do the work and, and be the leadership and help people do that. Right. I think you're completely right. I have, I'm a mother of, of a 19, almost 20 year old and a 21, almost 22 year old. And they are both so far ahead of where I was at that age mm-hmm. with self-love and and confidence and consciousness and self-awareness it's amazing this gen z generation is 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 i like you said 50 100 years i think it's so much sooner i think this generation especially is taking off with this really healthy like this healthy mindset that my generation is you know aware of and trying to undo so much yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. So, well, we have the opportunity, right? At each moment, moment to moment to moment to redesign and rewrite our story. And I, one of the things I think people don't know how to do is figure out what they want their story to be because they've always listened to the outside and Mm -hmm. to get people inside. And it's a, it's, it's a beautiful shift and it there's some um well I said it before there's this like metamorphosis that's got to happen and it's Mm. some work it's some work yeah I think the the biggest issue one of the biggest issues is lack of belief I really think it's very hard to catalyze change in your own life you must have three beliefs to make a new action you must believe it's humanly possible so is it humanly possible to have a podcast and make money yeah people do it is it possible for me personally? Is it possible for Kevin to do that? Well, I don't really know. I don't think it is. It Will it be worth it if I can? Yes, I always knew it would be worth it, but I didn't always believe it was possible. If you do not believe you can clear the chasm, you're not going to jump. Why mm. would you? You're setting yourself up for pain and failure and humiliation. I really think that's where things get weird is one of the questions I get asked most often, and it's, it's awesome that I get asked this because it's beautiful. How does somebody find their purpose? And it's like, I understand what we're saying, but I don't necessarily think that's the problem. I think a lot of people understand what they want to do in the world, or at least the feeling that they want to bring. They don't believe in the vehicle. I think all of us have lived our purpose. It's probably in our past more than us going and searching for it. The problem is when you say, well, I really wish the environment was taken care of in a better manner i would love to clean up the beaches if i could do that i would be in paradise but i can't there's no way i can do that and make a living it's not the purpose we're missing from what i've seen it's the vehicle it's no coincidence that 
when we bring people onto our team to work with us, they start podcasts. It happens all the time. They didn't realize that vehicle was accessible to them. We show them away and then they do it. I think that's really interesting is the lack of belief. That is really where I think people get stuck. If you do not believe it's possible or it will be worth it, why would you take a new action? That wouldn't make any sense humanly. Exactly. It's so intertwined with identity mm. in that they their idea of who they are, that they can't do this. this. These limiting beliefs that either someone told them they couldn't do it or they truly just don't believe it themselves yeah. attached to their identity. And this is where we we have to kind of shatter that or, or at least introduce that they can take on any identity that they want mm -hmm. and let go of those lack of beliefs, I guess you'd say, which, which, which is what you're saying, because it's, it's again, what Wendy said, it's all stories. They're all stories. And we have to believe that we can rewrite them, that you, that you can do it. You can make it your own story. You're, you're the author of your life and you can do it. So it's just, people don't believe they can, and you're exactly right. Yeah. I think they have to act it out first. I think that's where things get weird for people is that it's, I think confidence, belief, a lot of people say fake it so you make it. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it works that way. I think what you do, you have to do is you have to face it until you make it. And all that means is you have to start very, 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 very small. If, okay, somebody, so I, I had a call with somebody recently and we're talking about comfort zones. And I said, okay, you have the um, the comfort zone, right? That's that's where many of us live. The outer ring of the comfort zone is the learning zone. And then outside of that is the anxiety zone, okay? On a scale of one to 10, how outside of your comfort zone would it be for you to do a Facebook Live right now? And she said, 12 out of 10. I said, all right, cool. On a scale of one to 10, how outside of your comfort zone would it be for you to record a video on your phone and send it to nobody? And she said, that's like a zero, that's easy, cool. On a scale of one to 10, how outside of your comfort zone would it be for you to send me a video? And I promise I won't show anybody. And she said, probably like a five or a six. I said, cool, do that. That's the right amount outside of your comfort zone for you to actually build confidence and build belief because it's almost like you're doing it with a safety net. So if things do go horribly wrong, it's not gonna be the end of the road for you. And what you're doing is you're building a little bit of familiarity with your fear. And then the next time you do it, it gets a little bit easier. It gets a little bit easier. You don't start speaking in a stadium. You start speaking in a cafeteria or in your bathroom or in your basement, whatever it is. And then you level up, you level up, you level up. I think what happens is we look at the top of the mountain and we say, there's no way I could ever get there. Yeah. Nobody goes from the ground to the top. And that's not how it works. There's a, there's a journey. Worry about the next summit. Because when you get on the next summit, you can see the next summit. Mm -hmm. So it might go from, I'm not the type of person who can speak in public to I am the type of person who can speak in front of small audiences, to I am the type of person who can speak to, you know, mid-sized audiences. And that's how it works. It's, But it really is one of those things where it is a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I understand that nobody really wants to hear that because it's like, well, I want this done now. It's, it doesn't work that way. It can't work that way. It's not how the human condition works. So it, it, that's why, you know, social media and, and a lot of stuff out there is it's hard to combat that. But that that is the truth. It takes work. It takes it takes effort. It takes resistance. That's par for the course. Yeah. And I think, you know, we are, we want to be at the top of the mountain, right? And the, the steps to take to the top of the mountain are so many. We don't get immediate gratification 
on the way up. And so we need to learn. And part of our coaching is to learn to love the mundane, to learn to love those steps, to fall in love with the daily activity and remember the top of the mountain, but but be in the present moment at the same. It's like the the the, the flashlight and the floodlight, you know, mm-hmm. both both at the same time, but our we we're, we get so caught up in immediate results that we forget that it took the athlete or the musician or the podcaster or the business owner a, a whole bunch of time and energy to get there. And we we want it so badly and we're not ready to rumble, right? We, <laughs> we, need, to, we need to get dirty. We need to roll up our sleeves and do, do the work. Yeah. And All you right. know what? On that note, I want to ask you, Kevin, sure. because- you're in a fabulous, fabulous mindset right now. You're in a fabulous place. Um, the way you look at the world, the way you can understand the world and everything else. But I know it wasn't always like that. You, you had a journey to get to where you are right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so curious to know, you know, where was your, where was the turning point? When did you kind of have that aha moment where you made this shift into where you are right now? Like what happened along that line we you started with i didn't i didn't grow up with a father but there's a lot a lot in between there <laughs> yeah yeah the uh so yeah i grew up in a single a single parent household i was technically raised by my mom and my grandmother mm-hmm. so i was raised by women and our audience is is women or a very you know a feminine uh approach so that's awesome and i'm so grateful for that yeah lower middle class not a lot of money one thing i always had was i always had work ethic so Eventually, it got to the point where I job hopped from job to job. I didn't go to college. I didn't want to do it. It wasn't for me. I just went and got a job at the gas station. I pumped gas, and that was my jam. I was full-time at the gas station. I was running the gas station. Awesome. I job hopped. I job hopped. I job hopped. And I just kept running into dead ends, and I, I never liked what I was doing. And I got this very unique opportunity in the weatherization industry. All that means is we would go into state-owned buildings, predominantly schools, Um, fire stations, police stations, town halls, and we would make the buildings more energy efficient. Whether we're working in the attic, we're doing the windows, we're doing the doors. Since I was working for the state, I got anywhere from $60 to $120 an hour. Now, when I got that job, I remember thinking to myself, there is no way this is real. This cannot be real. And then I got my first paycheck after working 40 hours at $50 an hour. And I said, oh my goodness, this is real. This is awesome. Now, the problem is, I put so much of my internal happiness and fulfillment on external results. So if you look at me when I was 25, I my girlfriend was a model. I had a sports car. I had a new apartment, a high paying job, and quite literally was in the best shape of my life because I had just done a bodybuilding show. I mean, I really, when I say I had it all, I had it all, but I was miserable. I was very unhappy. I was not a, I wasn't a bad partner in terms of like being toxic, but I wasn't super supportive because I didn't believe in myself. And when you don't believe in yourself, it's hard to believe in somebody else. It just, it just is. My girlfriend ended up leaving me, which she should have done. She made the right choice. (laughs) And when she left me, I said, I need to make more money. That's what it is. That's exactly what needs to happen. I just need to go grind and make more money. So the, the beginning of that next year, I got promoted to a foreman, which means I started every job and I closed out every job. The problem is most of our work was out of state. So I lived in New Hampshire. Most of our work was in New Jersey. And that is a six-hour ride, depending on where you're going in New Jersey and traffic and all that. 
So if you fast forward to the end of that year, I had been on the road for 10 months, every single week, living in hotels, driving six hours there, driving six hours home, driving 14 hours to Virginia, driving home after working an eight hour day. But I didn't care because I was making a lot of money. So we get to the end of the year, final pay stub in my hand, standing at my kitchen table. My ex-girlfriend took the chairs. They were her chairs. I was <laughs> never home, so I never bought new ones. I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. But I had another one of those moments of, oh, no, I did it again. I put all of my internal fulfillment and potential for happiness into external results. In that moment, I realized that for most of my life, I had lived unconsciously, going through the motions, especially that year. What's the opposite of unconscious? Hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. That was the beginning for me. The problem was I stopped caring about my job completely. I did not care. I don't want the money. I do not care. I want a podcast and I want to be my own boss and I want to just sleep in my own bed, honestly. I just want to be home. I want to have a successful relationship where I don't leave every Sunday and I'm gone for six days. So I start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I show up late. It got to the point where I was in a hotel room in New Jersey. I do not remember where. It was not a nice hotel. The Red Roof Inn. Nothing against the Red Roof Inn. It just was not a nice <laughs> hotel. And my alarm went off at 5.15. I sat up. I slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots like I'd done thousands of times. But that morning, something was different. It was like there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and every single one was on a different station. And it's just limiting beliefs, fear, scarcity. You can't leave this job because if you do, you're not going to be successful and you're not going to make $100 an hour. That's not going to happen. If you do leave, what will your friends think? They all look up to you. You make more money than any of your friends. If you do leave, what will your family think? They look up to you because you make more money than anybody in your family. If you do leave, do you really think you're going to ride this podcast off into the sunset and this is going to be your new jam? In that moment, I felt like if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. Now, one thing I've always had, and I don't know why, I don't know if I even deserve the people in my life. I'm so grateful. My business partner, who was my mentor at the time, I texted him and I said, hey, I'm really going through it. You know, I'm having these dark thoughts. I, I don't know what to do, man. I have no idea what to do. He said, in his wisdom, he said, your awareness has changed so much over the last few years, but your environments haven't. I think you need to change your environment. So three or four months later, I took the plunge. I left that job. And then I went full-time into being a very broke, very broke entrepreneur. Couldn't afford Christmas presents for my girlfriend two years in a row. She had to pay rent for me. My car was broken. I couldn't get it fixed. It was brutal. It was brutal. But here we are, however many years later, and we've quote unquote made it to where we made it. But it, it definitely wasn't me leaving my job and then being successful. That sitting on the edge of the bed debating suicide was honestly easier than the next three years. Honestly, the next three years were the most challenging years of my life. But I do believe that my purpose has always been to help people. That's always, I've all, I used to, I literally went through a phase where I had friends with benefits because I could not hold down a relationship because I'm never home. One of them ended up getting into a relationship and used to text me for advice. And I was like, this is awesome. The fact that you can text me for relationship advice, that's the best thing in the world. Like I did my job. We were actually friends. This is awesome. I've always wanted to help people. I just didn't know the vehicle. I didn't know the vehicle until somebody interviewed me on a podcast and that became an option. And now that's that's what I do every day. So yeah, it definitely didn't happen overnight. And there was a lot of a lot of pain that got me to where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. But but having that openness and being able to uh 
take that advice from your mentor and to to question just to just to question your you know of everything that you believe that money is the answer that this just the that little opening of doubt and and being open to something else mm. that put you on this path and it's like you said it's that awareness it's like oh what is this you know it's like do, do I want to be here this is my life I have I have this gift of life right it's this gift gift of life we all have some of us have more time than others but it's like what do you want to do with it this is all we have this is it <laughs> it was a question that shifted a lot of this for me I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast and one of his guests in in him were just talking about a simple thought just a simple thought why is everybody okay with being miserable with their jobs. <laughs> and I remember that day I was like, whoa, 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 that's me. I'm, yeah. I'm that. What yeah. do I do? And yeah. it, was, it just, I, I asked myself a, a question and this was my phrase. And I said this on a, a very old podcast episode. I said, imagine if an alien landed on the earth and saw you getting ready for work and you're running around and you're just stressed out and you're, you're not digging it. And the alien said, what's, where are you going? Where are you headed off to? And you, oh, I'm going to work. Oh, you, do you love it? And it's like, no, 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 I don't love it. And that you explain to the alien that you have to drive to this building <laughs> in a car that you can't afford unless you work, leaving the house that you can't afford unless you work to go do something for a quarter of the week that you don't enjoy. Now, I do want to preface and say, I understand circumstantially, most people are not going to be able to just quit their jobs and go all in on a podcast. I completely understand that. But what is one new action we can take? Exactly. A lot of us are... are burning ourselves to the ground, doing something we don't love. And we don't ever do stuff that fulfills us. Just start 1%. What fulfills you? Go out in nature if that's what it is. Photography, podcasting, speaking, coaching, whatever it is. You don't have to go all in on it right away. You just have to dip your toe and at least fill your cup. Make sure you're more fulfilled than you were last week, last year, last month, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Right. But there is, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot, yeah. a lot of fear, fear of, like you said, scarcity and fear. And that's what holds almost everyone back from taking those, just the, the toe in the water. You yeah. know, they, they're not even willing to take the toe in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one, thank you for sharing your story, Kevin. And I think one of the things that was so important is that you had someone in your life you had the opportunity to reach out because you had a trusted, unconditional, you know, relationship, mm -hmm. right? That you were able to reach out to someone. And I, you know, may, perhaps for listeners of yours and ours, you know, find that person, you know, find that. And it's if it's not in your inner circle, that's okay. Find someone. I mean, that's what coaching is for as well. Um, but we don't have to do it alone. Mm -mm. You know, we really... You know, in fact, doing it alone, well, that's kind of lonely. <laughs> it literally, it is. And so like finding the people who who want to support is really, really important. Getting more people in your circle of influence <laughs> that want to raise the level of energy for everybody. You know, we often say our fifth foundation is about uh, connection. It's about who, how, how we're being fed with the people in our lives and the environment in our lives, you know, our homes and our, our towns. And if it's, if it's bringing us down, you know, figuring out how to raise it up. So it's very nice. You had that. Uh, and, and so this person that you connected with, that this is your business partner. 
This is my business partner. Yeah. Which it's weird. We played, so I went to middle school. I went to high school with this human being. We played spin the bottle in fifth grade or something with all the popular girls. <laughs> and we had, and this is, this is why self-awareness is so important. In high school, I hated him. I did not like him because he was the smart kid and he was kind of arrogant a little bit, not, or I was just super insecure. I don't know what it was. We always talk about that. The, the beauty of what we've been able to do is we call it drive to five confident, but humble, confident, but also you got to ask for help. Uh, the enough belief to, to actually realize you deserve help. That, that drive to five is the beautiful aspect of having a partnership because what he did for me in the beginning is he helped me believe in myself. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe any of this was possible. I just knew if I kept showing up, I'd learn. And that's, I mean, I have never quit tattooed on my arm. That's my, that's my mantra. I will keep showing up regardless of the amount of pain I'm in. That's just who I am. But one of the things that I always tell people is the level of your relationships is directly correlated to the level of vulnerability in them. If I didn't trust Alan, I never would have sent that message. I never would have sent that message because I would have said, what if he judges me? He makes me feel safe. He makes me feel safe. Now, another quote, I guess this is going to be a quote heavy episode. Um, if you want to find your people, you have to be yourself. Mm -hmm. We're all worried about how do, we, how do I find people like me? You be like you. Stop pretending to be somebody you're not. You post that stuff on social media that's positive. Go to networking events. Listen to to self-improvement podcast. If you want to find your people, they have to be able to identify you as, oh, that's my kind of person. But I, again, I understand that's difficult, but that's part of it. That's your identity. Lean into your real, real, real identity, who you really want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. so yeah. true. I love that we're talking about identity. What's that? No, I was just saying, we, we, it's like, we're, we're speaking the same language. It's just like, I, it's like, flowers to me it's like i'm hearing everything that i agree with that i'm digging it's like beautiful beautiful well we connected for a reason for sure yeah, yeah. kevin where do people find you because um, you're gonna connect with some of our listeners and yeah let us know i appreciate it i appreciate it i always just say listen to the podcast uh sometimes people say oh this is my coaching program and do this don't do that just listen to the podcast because that's that's where you'll learn the most about us and it's completely free. It'll always be completely free. There's no ads seven days a week in your pocket from anywhere in the world for free. That is our podcast. That is our brand. If you have any questions, if you need anything, you can always just send me a DM. My handle on Instagram is at never quit kid. I do all my own social media. I will send you a video an audio, whatever you need. I got you. And your podcast, Next Level University. Next Level University. That is us. It's on all the platforms. We're on YouTube as well. So if you search it, uh, we'll we'll show up. We'll show up. That sounds great. Well, thank you for showing up today. And we appreciate your message that's out there. Keep, yeah, never quit. Never quit. <laughs> never never quit. quit. I love it. Every day forever. That's the yep. goal. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Bull. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else you'd like to share? No, um, I'll say this, another quote. And again, I don't know. I, I like quotes. Uh, okay. your, re your reality becomes the parts of your imagination that you hold onto and pour into the longest. At one point, I was just a kid who wanted to have a successful podcast. And I've let go of a lot of things. I've let go of a lot of people. I never let go of that. And I still believe that. I want to have the most successful podcast in the world. Will I ever? I don't know. But if I don't believe it, I definitely won't. So yes, that, that would be the last thing. Ah, I believe that. 
I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I truly do. I, 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 you're so great to listen to. And I, it's, yeah, I think I have that's... a voice for radio. I have a face for radio too. They say, it depends on who I'm talking to. They say you have a really good voice or you have a face for radio. So either <laughs> one's a win. It is a win. Wonderful to have you, Kevin. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we, we're definitely listening to your podcast because we want our podcast to grow too. I mean, that's, you know, we're like, look, look at all this great free information and we need more people listening to it. No, so. I appreciate it. I appreciate right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. You're very welcome. All the love. Yes. Be well. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com and stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place.